welcome to The Career Studio, a USU career services podcast that helps you navigate your career path. Thanks for joining us for our Friday face-to-face episode. I'm Marissa Armisen, your host, and I'm so excited to have Madeline Rencher, a former colleague and friend of mine here with me today. Welcome, Madeline. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Madeline earned three bachelor's degrees from the University of Utah in psychology, health, society, and policy, and international studies. She went on to earn her master's degree from Royal Holloway University of London in international studies. She currently works for the University of Utah as an academic advising coordinator, assistant director of orientation and outreach, and as an instructor for a major exploration course. She also works as a Utah Global Academic Advising Coordinator. She serves as co-chair of the Young Alumni Council and vice president of programming for Salt Lake's Delta Gamma alumni chapter. So lots of impressive accomplishments, Madeline, I have to say. But before we begin, I have to ask, you mentioned in your pre-interview survey that you are ambidextrous. And I have to know, is this a talent that you knew very early on you had? Is it something you've developed? Talk to me about this. (laughs) Yeah. So being ambidextrous, that's something that I found out when I was pretty little. I didn't actually even know it was a thing. Um, I first kind of realized like, oh, that's not something everybody does like useful right is when I was little, I actually played baseball for several years just on like a fun team and I had two mitts. And so I would decide which inning, which mitt I wanted to use, which way I wanted to bat. And if I wanted to switch, the pitcher would kind of go, oh no, she switched sides. So that was just something that, especially in sports where that could have shown yeah. came out now as an adult, I always really preferred to write with my right hand. Um, okay. I'm throwing, it's now almost exclusively on the left hand. Um, it's weird if I try and go to throw with my right hand, like even with like bowling and things like that, like it's just weird to use right hand kind of for that anymore. Just as I've become an adult, I've tried to kind of perfect that a little bit more and trying to use my left hand for more writing, more eating, stuff like that. But if I use like a dry erase marker, it can be pretty hard to tell. I've done a test where I'm like, which is which wow. hand we were able to tell because dry erase is just a lot easier to write with. Sure. Uh, so I'm working on that. So I don't know if that's, that's a hilarious. Not, but it's something that I'm trying to, I don't know, not lose or get better at or something like that. Yes, I love that. Well, this month... <laughs> We're talking all about influential mentors in our lives. And as a side note, I think it's important to constantly be discovering and developing talents and mentors can help us do both. So there's our tie in for you being ambidextrous. So Madeline, to go ahead and get started, I know that you have a long history of being in the business of helping students. As a student yourself, while at the U, you served students all the time, lots of student-facing positions. And at one point, you were a college assembly rep and a first-year council director. So talk to us a little bit more about some of those early on experiences when you were working with students and talk to us about what was fun in that process. Sure, definitely. I mean, in my opinion, college is such a fun time and it should be a fun time. It's a time of your life where a lot of growth is happening, a lot of perspectives are broadening. And so that's something that I really loved my college experience looking back. I mean, obviously now I work at the U, <laughs> so I really didn't leave that atmosphere. But when I was a freshman, my first year, I was actually a part of first year council with ASU's Associate Students of the University of Utah, so the university's like student government. I was a part of that when I was a freshman. And so it was really neat to kind of bring that full circle and be the director. I really, as a student leader, wanted to help impart any knowledge 
knowledge of things that I had learned or gotten involved in. I mean, with the university setting, a lot of things that students find are from connections or you were referred to apply for this through someone you knew and kind of that networking. And I think that there's a lot that goes to say for letting students know about opportunities that I had found that no one had showed me. And I was like, you know what, that really elevated my university experience. So I wanted to potentially let my students know about that. Or if you need a letter of recommendation or something like that, that I can help you with it. Something that I benefited from having people show me things, whether that was an advisor or another peer or a student or something like that, that I wanted to kind of expand my perspectives. I did a minor in leadership studies also at the U. So I really wanted to kind of be my best self and really have those unique opportunities that only college students can have. I've had friends who have kind of planned out their college degrees. And even if they were done with some major coursework, they would kind of see what they could do to make that experience more than just your classes. Because getting involved on campus, it's really something that you could only do while you're a student. So I see a lot of internships, a lot of positions that you actually have to have the label of student. So I really wanted to make the most of that for my experience and also help other students see how to make the most of that. Such cool opportunities. And I love how all of these, maybe at the time they felt a little bit random, but all of these experiences kind of led to where you are today. And we'll get into that in just a second. One thing I did want to ask a little bit more about is the fact that you got three bachelor's degrees and then a master's degree to top (laughs) it off. This is a little bit unusual. Not a lot of students go this route. So talk to me about why you're motivated to get three degrees and if that's proven helpful in your current role. Definitely. I mean, right off the bat, anyone who does three degrees (laughs) and does three simultaneously has got to love learning, which I do. And in terms of my degrees, and obviously now as an advisor, that's something that is really only doable under certain circumstances because of time. So I did three degrees in five years. Two of those were honors degrees. My degrees were really interdisciplinary, meaning that they pulled from a lot of different background areas and a lot of different areas of study were incorporated into the degree. So I did have a lot of choice with the classes I selected, finding ones that worked with my schedule, ones that interested me. But again, going back to the previous question you asked, there's certain things that you can only do as a student. And I did this while working several jobs and leadership positions. So it was just a matter of kind of balancing that out, making sure I was getting done what I needed to having a mixture of like in-person versus online and different types of classes. But I really wanted to grow as an individual, be my best self, take advantage of these opportunities. And all of these degrees, I think, provided something different and helped kind of give me the opportunities that I have now. But in terms of what you said with that, proving helpful in my current role 100%. <laughs> it's very helpful in my current role, especially as an alumni and now as an advisor when I'm advising students. My main area of expertise is undecided students who are going through kind of a major exploration process. So with all of the general education classes I've taken, with the majors I've either explored taking classes in or majored in, I can actually say from experience, I've taken this class with this professor, this is a great opportunity, or maybe, oh, this class is a little bit different than what the description might entail. So I do have that insider knowledge from taking these classes with these professors. I think I'm still a recent enough graduate that these professors and these classes are still there with a few little changes. So it's really neat to be able to also like recommend other advisors like this was my advisor and now I'm your advisor. So it's a really cool kind of wraparound to what I've done as a student now as staff. And there's definitely a lot of overlays. I feel really grateful that I'm able to advise students where I went to school just because there's so many things that I think 
have benefited me. And I do see a student kind of relax a little bit or the posture kind of changes once they're like, oh, she's actually taking these classes. And I realize that that can be quite rare to advise where you went to school. But that's definitely something that I'm really grateful for. Absolutely. And I feel like students must so appreciate that knowledge that you're able to bring to the table, but also the compassion that you can show. I got three degrees. I understand being (laughs) busy. I understand, you know, all of those different aspects. So I think students probably really appreciate lots of different elements of that. So fast forwarding several years afterwards, you still work in the university setting and academic advising, heavily focusing your efforts on brand new U of U students, like you said, who are maybe trying to figure out what they want to do. Talk to me about, and I guess you've maybe on this a little bit, but talk to me about some of the mentors and resources that you used that first year. And maybe it's, you know, academic advising or career services or professors, but talk to me about some of the mentors that you still remember early on in your college career. Definitely. So my first year of college, I lived on campus. I lived on campus my first two years as part of the honors college. I lived in the honors dorm. So that was a really great like cohort community experience. Later in my undergraduate career, I you know started having different part-time jobs, leadership positions, and mentors included staff that I worked with on campus. So I worked at Tanner Dance, which is associated with the University of Utah. And I had grown up dancing there when I was little and so then came and worked in their office as an office assistant. So that was a really great opportunity. So these individuals, I had been their student, they had been my dance teacher, and now they were colleagues and my supervisors and things like that. So that was definitely one that that still stands out today. Also, ASUU staff, so student government staff that worked with me when I was a student, a really great experience to be a student leader within a student government because you're given quite a lot of autonomy. It is student government. Obviously, there are like full-time staff there to help you. But I mean, just getting to kind of have that experience and have the expertise and liaising of full-time staff to help with that. Also, like I said, advisors that I got to know when I was a student now are my colleagues. And so that's been a really cool kind of dynamic getting to know them now as colleagues and not just like student advisor and professors. Definitely with as many people as I interacted with in my five years, there's definitely a lot of people who I still keep in contact with either like personally and professionally and really appreciate them. That's great. And as you're mentioning some of these experiences, are there any mentors, any individuals who stand out as helpful in the deciding, making all of these heavy choices when you're in college? Were there any mentors who stood out to you in particular? Definitely. I mean, in terms of maybe more like unofficial mentors, it would definitely have to be my parents. They know me the best out of anyone and I really trust their judgment. We're super close. And just in the way their life experiences, their stories have given them so many different perspectives that I really want to hear from and draw from. And so they're really my sounding board because they know me so well. I mean, they raised me. (laughs) Yeah. Just with our parent-child relationship, they're really fantastic. And I really trust them. And it's rare that when I would have a big decision that I wouldn't talk that through with them. And we see eye to eye on most things. And so I'm really grateful to have their support as well. Yeah, I think you bring up a great point about mentors and that oftentimes when I think of the word mentor, I think many people immediately think of a boss or somebody maybe in school. But I think it's a great point that many of our mentors come from other places in our lives. It might be family, it might be friends, maybe a religious leader. There's a hundred different places that these people can come from. And so I think it's important to recognize that you may find mentors for different areas of your life in different places. And so I love that you brought up your parents. I think that's such a great example of good mentors. One thing I was thinking about, I really want to pick your brain about being an academic advisor. I'm wondering what are some ways that you work to create an environment as an academic advisor that builds trust with the students so you can get to the real root of the problem? 
Definitely. I think there's a couple things. The first is to actively listen, actively as opposed to passively listening. This is something that I feel like I grew up doing and have always done, but that's definitely something that as in trying to be a mentor for other students and being an academic advisor, it's really important to actively listen because you really need to hear the individual or the student in order to accurately respond. But in terms of kind of applying that to meeting with students, I would definitely say get to know the student. That might sound like, well, obviously, but no, really to get to know the student and spend some time to either possibly find something in common, have them share something about themselves. But what I always let my students know, especially if I can see if they're struggling with something, is that I'm their cheerleader. Oftentimes, a student may not have someone who they see as a cheerleader for them, especially if they're kind of grappling with big decisions like, what do I major in? Because I've been undecided at the University of Utah. I know what it's like to not have your major. And oftentimes, it has a very negative connotation, which it shouldn't, because oftentimes, the students I'm working with are undecided because they have too many things they're interested in. (laughs) I was definitely one of those people. But I think let them know that you're their cheerleader because oftentimes just letting the student hear that and go, oh, wow, okay. And I've had students come back to me and meet with me even though we don't have students graduate from the Academic Advising Center because we're not like a faculty-led college. We don't have degrees. But I've seen that the students come back because I, I either approach things in a way that makes sense or they feel supported and that's definitely what we want. But in terms of advising specifically, like I wouldn't have been able to complete what I did at the U without the help of advisors. And so really letting them know how advisors can be utilized, like what we're here for. We're not just here for, here's your class schedule. Thanks so much. No, we're here for that mentorship, that support, letting them know about opportunities. So those connections, several of us are also teachers, instructors for these classes. So there's a lot of different ways to utilize advising and that can expand to other services across campus for students. So I think really letting the student know, hey, here's what we do. Because if you were to ask me that when I was a student, I'd have no idea that this is all of, you know, all my roles and responsibilities that I would, that I now have would be me in the future because advising and I think a lot of student support services and professionals on a university campus, they're so different. Like the roles between offices, between universities can change so drastically. And so I think that background is really important to let students know like, hey, here's all that we can do. And we do want to support you with that. I think those are some really great points. I love that you pointed out listening first. I think that's so crucial. I can't tell you how many times when I actually take a half a second to just ask a student about their day, how much that can really change the conversation and open it up. So I love that. And I also love this idea of recognizing that career paths aren't linear. You kind of brought that up as you were talking and just say, I couldn't have known what was going to be ahead of me two years, five years down the road after graduation. And so I think for students to recognize that there are people to support them and really they're just trying to make the next best step that they can. I think that takes a lot of the pressure off to, you know, even pick a major or career. You can just say, take the next best step. And so I really love that approach. Well, I have one final question for you, Madeline. And that question is, if you could give students one piece of advice about finding good life mentors, what would it be? Oh, that's such a hard question. (laughs) There's so many different approaches. I think like you and I were speaking about earlier, the term mentor is really broad as it should be because there are definitely people that I go to for different questions, for different scenarios who either have like an expertise in a certain background. And I mean, my current mentors now at my current job at the Academic Advising Center, my supervisor and other people around me have made all the difference in the world my working environment. And so I think that there's definitely different mentors for different situations. 
expectations, if that makes sense, you know, related to more so to work or something at home or, you know, big life decisions. There's definitely people. And I think the same goes for everyone. I, I would hope that there's different situations of which people can be experts. But in terms of kind of generally, when looking for mentors, oftentimes you'll find mentors without even looking. So it just kind of happens. And I think definitely taking advantage of those opportunities, taking advantage of if someone's like, hey, if I can ever read over your resume or look at that cover letter or introduce you to so-and-so, there's a lot of different ways to either, even if it's not something that you're like, oh, I 100% want to do that. Maybe just saying, oh yeah, someone offered to look it over. That can make all the difference. I'm, you know, I, I try to be that for my former students, um, current students and saying, yeah, if you ever need someone to kind of bounce ideas back off of, um, I'm here. But overall, really searching out the people who lift you up, who make you feel supported. It's my belief that mentors should be people who support and challenge you, but not put you down or diminish your life. I think that's an important distinction to make, especially with looking at kind of the long term. I'm really searching out mentors who support me, challenge me, and allow me to really grow as an individual. I don't mentor should be someone who kind of put you down or make you feel like you're not doing what you should be doing. And there's just kind of a balance because mentors are there to impart expertise or life experience that they have in a way that can help others. So that's what I would recommend. Yes, I love, I might misquote you, but I love that you said good mentors <laughs> shouldn't diminish your light. And I love that they're there to be a support and help you find your path. And so I absolutely love that approach. Madeline, I love that you are creating such a unique career path for yourself. And I so appreciate you sharing some of the steps you've taken and also some of the people who have helped you all along the way. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fantastic. Thanks for joining us here at the Career Studio today. Please remember to join us next week as we continue to discuss this month's theme of finding your mentors for life. 